0: Welcome to the podcast edition of Coaching Through Chaos, bringing you what you need to succeed. Now, here is your host, Dr. Colleen Mullen. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Coaching Through Chaos podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Colleen Mullen. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist in San Diego, California. And here at the Coaching Through Chaos podcast, we bring you interviews designed to empower, motivate, and inspire you at any given time in your life. Now, today's guest can inspire you on the entrepreneurial side of life. I'm interviewing him because he's one of the founders of Podcast Movement, which is the conference for podcasters. And in addition to hearing all about what Podcast Movement is, Dan's got a story of how Podcast Movement got started. And really, it should give you a lot of hope that, you know, sometimes having an idea just takes kind of putting some passion behind it to make it come to life. So let's get into the interview with Dan Franks, one of the founders of Podcast Movement. I'm here with Dan Franks, who is one of the founders of Podcast Movement Conference. Dan, thanks so much for being with me on the Coaching Through Chaos podcast.
1: I'm very excited to be here. Anytime I can talk about podcasting is a good time, so I'm happy to do it.
0: Great. And I reached out to you on Twitter, and after I did that and we were able to connect, I actually heard an interview with you talking about how Podcast Movement might have even started out of wanting to be able to find ways to get people who are online connected, offline, and in real life. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so that was kind of the uh, one of the byproducts of actually creating Podcast Movement was really getting a bunch of people that are used to hanging out online to hang out in person, which, you know, th- there was a lot of talk within the past decade or so of, well, is technology going to be the end of live events as we know them? Because now it's so much cheaper and easier just to get together virtually. But I think what's actually happening is because we're doing so much of our business virtually, people actually have that want and desire to actually be together in real life. So I think it's almost had a a reverse effect of what a lot of people thought would happen. And yeah, with podcasting, obviously, we're used to listening to each other in our earbuds or talking online on Twitter, like you said, or on Facebook. So the once or twice a year that people have that opportunity to get together in real life just becomes so much more important than it ever was, I think.
0: Yeah. And now I jumped right in with you about that connection there. But I want to have you tell us a bit about who you are, because I actually heard that this is a side gig for you. This You're an entrepreneur on the side. I don't know if that's changed over the last year or so. Can you tell us about who you are, how you got into podcasting, and how this all came to be that you are now the co-founder of this uh, conference.
1: Yeah. So kind of like you said, I, I started out very young, just doing all sorts of entrepreneurial things. Actually, most of them online. I wasn't the typical lemonade stand kind of kid. I was building websites for people and starting my own website business when I was 14 or 15 years old. And Just kind of learning things on my own and really just finding whatever my interests were and then building some kind of business around that. So my interest at the time was professional wrestling. So I started building websites for local professional wrestlers because I thought, why not? So really, that was kind of my first entrepreneurial venture. Um, And then it just kind of evolved, and I ended up becoming a CPA, uh, working in, in taxes and doing tax accounting for people. And through that CPA job, I met a gentleman named Joe Cassandra, who I worked with at my CPA firm, and we found a mutual interest in listening to a podcast, listening to a lot of the same entrepreneurial business-type podcasts. And we also had this thing in the back of our head, like we each maybe kind of wanted to do a podcast, but neither one of us wanted to do it on our own. Mm -hmm. But together we thought maybe we could do it if we had each other there. So that was really our first, my first foray into switching over from podcast listener to podcaster was finding someone with common interests and then deciding, well, maybe if we get together, we could do some of these things better. So. That was my first entrance into podcasting came from my day job at being a CPA.
0: Yeah, and so getting the courage to do it on the buddy system.
1: Yeah, so we neither one of us would have had the courage or even the drive to do it on our own. I don't think we both had that idea, but neither one of us was ever going to pursue it. But together we did. So I think that was huge.
0: Yeah, and I know I have a partner behind the scenes on my show. And that helps so much because they have all the same passion I do for the show. And I'm sure you found that as well with your friends. And what was your first podcast?
1: It was called The Entrepreneur Showdown. So the whole idea was, well, let's take these guests, these people that are famous and and people have heard of them and someone like a Pat Flynn or, or Gary Vaynerchuk or some of these online business people that everyone's heard 100 interviews with them. But how can we talk to those same people because we wanted to talk to them, but how do we get a different interview out of them? So the main concept was, well, instead of just talking to them about their life story or something like that, we would pick an article they've written or a oh. book they've written and talk to them about the specific topic in that article or in that book and just cut out all the small talk, cut out the tell us about yourself and just deep dive straight into it. And it just created such an awesome, unique interview that we really gained some traction. And that podcast lasted a couple years. I think we went 60 episodes or so, mm-hmm. um, ended up fading off. Joe and I both had our own entrepreneurial directions. We ended up going ultimately. But for both of us, it was a great foundation for what we were going to do in the future. Sure.
0: Yeah. And I think that is one of the keys to good podcasting as well. now I'm still a newbie. I'm at like under 30 episodes, but just around 30. And I think looking at some of these people, as you said, so many people have been interviewed so many times. It's tough to get an idea of like how to do something with someone that's going to be different. And so it sounds like what you created turned into something that people took to and kind of inspired you to keep going.
1: Yeah. And that's one of the biggest things whenever I talk to at the event or, you know, people that are going to the event or have been there or just interested in getting into podcasting is just differentiating yourself from the onset because so many people are learning from the same coaches or reading the same online tutorials about how to get started in podcasting. Therefore, they start modeling themselves after each other and it just becomes this whole big sea of a bunch of people interviewing the same guests and asking the same questions and having the same format and all these things to where there's not going to be any traction to gain because you're only mimicking somebody who's already been there, already done that, already built a foundation based on that concept. So the best thing you can do is just be yourself. Like there's there's something else there. Like that's not you. That's somebody else's idea and it seems easy be, to copy it, but if you even if it's just a small tweak like we did, we're like, well, we don't know where to find guests, so we're going to interview the same people, but we're just going to interview them in a different way. And I really think that's all it takes to at least prove out a concept and decide if that's the direction you want to go or not.
0: Yeah. And where did this take you from Entrepreneur Showdown? How did your interest grow from there? So you did 60 episodes. And how did podcast movement come around?
1: Yeah. So one thing led to another. I mean, it really each one of these things directly led to the next. And I went to a conference in 2014, January 2014, called New Media Expo. And that was in Las Vegas. And I went there because they had a podcast track. Joe and I were in the middle of doing Entrepreneur Showdown. So we thought, let's invest in ourselves and go to this new media expo and start meeting some of these people that we know online and set, you know start learning some things that you would learn at a conference. And while we were there, I ended up having lunch with a gentleman named Jared Easley and a gentleman named Gary Leland, who are two of the three people that I would ultimately form podcast movement with. Mm-hmm. And we started talking about it like, hey, we're at this great event, but it's not a podcast event, right? It was a new media event, which means, well, there were some bloggers there, which is fine. And there were some web TV people there, which was fine. But ultimately, it wasn't for podcasters. And we, we started talking about how cool it would be to have something, you know, at a super large scale like that. But instead of one third of the people there being podcasters, what if everybody was a podcaster? And that just that conversation from being at that other event is really where the idea for podcast movement came about. And we moved really quick and we put together a Kickstarter campaign within a month of that conversation in January. And by the middle of March, we had a fully funded Kickstarter campaign and an event on the calendar for a few months later in August.
0: Wow, that is a great story. And also for everybody listening about, you know, how sometimes it just takes a couple of people talking about an idea to make it come to life. And, you know, you've got to put a little bit of, well, probably a lot of effort, a lot of passion behind it, and it can take off. But I think so many people have ideas and they just don't know what to do with them. And I love this little success story that's now growing because I know the upcoming in July is podcast movement, the third one, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And like you said, it all came out of just having conversations. There probably were a lot more people in that same building because there was thousands of people there. We were not the only ones with the thought of, hey, it Mm -hmm. would be cool if there was a a podcast to one of these. But we were the ones that vocalized it and talked about it to each other, uh, took advantage of being in person at these live events. I mean, I have also been guilty in the past of going to these events and not knowing anyone, so not meeting anybody and not having any conversation. So defeating the purpose of being at live events. But because the three of us at least weren't like that and we just started chatting – We were the ones that turned it into something, whereas other people probably kept it internalized.
0: Yeah. So now tell us about what Podcast Movement is. And I have to say, before we started recording, I shared with Dan how excited I am to be going to Podcast Movement. I mean, for me, I'm just looking at it as a great big party for a couple of days. I'm actually going to get there on July 4th so I can get there for the fireworks at night. And yeah. everything. I figure I've never been to Chicago before. So tell me about who podcast movement is for. Now, is it only for podcasters or could it be fun for some other people tagging along that are interested in the podcast world?
1: Yeah, so that's and most people listening could probably assume the right thing of after hearing, you know, hey, podcasters wanting a podcaster conference. And that's absolutely right. It was created as an event for podcasters or people looking to get into podcasting or people in the podcast industry. So the industry has grown so much even in the past three years since we came up with the idea that now there are large companies that are dedicated solely to podcasting. 40, 50, 60-person companies where everyone on staff is dedicated to either creating podcasts or selling podcasts or you know th- this thing that didn't exist even a few years ago. So the event's kind of grown to uh, include those people as well. But it really is for the creators or people on the creation side of the podcast industry versus for the consumers so it's not going to be the best place for people that are just podcast listeners. Our lineup of speakers is is kind of what I would call star studded so yeah. there are people that just want to be amongst all the best podcasters so they'll go to it but ultimately because it is more of an industry event it's a little more expensive than a podcast festival type atmosphere would be mm-hmm. so because of that it really is created more for the podcasters And because of that, because that's who it's geared towards, you know, you might see your favorite podcaster is going to be there, but they're going to be on stage teaching something. They're not going to be on stage doing their live podcast. So it's not necessarily what a listener would want to see anyways.
0: Okay, so this is just for us podcasters. I love it. And... I'm definitely going to ask you about the lineup coming up, but what can people expect when they attend? So it's going to be the big podcasters teaching, or will there be lots of other venues for people to check out?
1: Yeah, so it's really just a giant thing, and it's uh, it's grown faster than we thought it would, but there's going to be, during most of the two days there, of the two full conference days, there's going to be eight different stages going on at once. Wow. So... There's going to be uh, something for everyone, and that's the idea is there's going to be a stage that's going to at any given time have something appealing to new podcasters or something appealing to experienced podcasters or people looking to monetize or learn how to better market or to learn how more technical skills or, or learn the creation skills or learn interview techniques or whatever it is. Mm. There's going to be over 80 sessions and panels in all. So really, it's just this giant and it can be a little overwhelming. And we do our best to have schedules with an easy to read layout and grid and color coding based on tracks. But it really is a giant two days of anything and everything to do with creating and, and you know, getting your podcast out there.
0: Yeah, well, I'm totally looking forward to this. You know, the podcast community has been so friendly between You know, and this is something where I jumped in kind of on a lark where I said, well, I'm going to try and do this and see if I can get anybody to come on the show. And I had this idea and started reaching out. For me, I was reaching out to authors on Amazon. And then through that, other people just said yes. And then other bigger podcasters came to me and said, hey, like what you're doing. And, you know, and then now being in the social media area of interacting with people, I just can't get over how accessible everybody is. It's really like this different kind of community. Now, I'm a therapist. So and I've worked in social services for 13 years. So I know about building community. I like social things. But you know, and I've been on social media for a long time, but it was only jumping into the podcast community where all of a sudden I found like this whole new population of people that are just like, yeah, come over here. Like, let's hang out and stuff. And so I'm really, you know, I love what's going on in the world of podcasting. And I didn't even know how long it's been around, but I've been a fan of some big podcasts for a long time. Probably, you know, like Tim Ferriss and things like that. People that, you know, I'd love to talk to them, but I didn't know just how big the community was. And it really is a community. And I think you and Jared and your other co-founder are definitely giving us a place to kind of call our own. And I think that's wonderful. So can you tell me about, you know, because I do like all the connection. I'm looking forward to it as like a big three-day party, So where I'm going to learn a lot also. But can you tell me some stories about past Podcast movements, where either you had some really great stories of connecting with some people or you know about things that developed out of podcast movement for some other podcasters.
1: Yeah, so well, kind of to your point that you just made and this goes into it is the cool thing about the event is it's an event that while it is technically an industry businessy type of event in terms of people are going there to invest in themselves and their skills, people are not there because their companies are making them go there. People are there because they want to be there. Mm-hmm. So it creates just so much of a different type atmosphere than even I go to a number of these radio broadcast type of conferences. And you can tell most people aren't there by choice. They're there because they've been sent there and they're on, you know, they're on the clock when they're there. So just that right. small difference in, you know, these events look the same to someone on the outside looking in, but that podcast community, you know, ninety percent of the people there are there because they're there on their own, on their own dime. They're going to get the most out of it, and they're going to have the best time. Yeah. So, just overall, the feeling of the event is so sure. awesome. You, you asked for a couple stories. Kind of sure. the first, the first thing I could say is just the first year. The most awesome thing we had was just people coming up to us and thanking us, just thanking us for putting this together, and it felt really good because you know we weren't making a lot of money. We were, you know, break even at best, uh, but we were trying to build something, and everybody that was there knew how hard we had worked and they had worked hard as well because a lot of the people there supported on Kickstarter so they're the ones that made it possible or you know all the speakers were there on their own dime and on their own time it was a very much a community event and the coolest thing for me in that first year was just how many people just came up to us not to tell us anything other than thank you for putting this together and that was really the first thing to your point of what you just got done saying how cool and how great and how welcoming this community was because You know, you rattled off some of the large names in podcasting, and podcasting has been around for ten plus years. And for the most part, we were just some guys that no one had ever heard of trying to do something for this giant industry that Mm -hmm. we were nobodies in. Uh, And the fact that those some of those people were um, so appreciative of it that was cool for me. Now, probably the coolest thing between the the first two years of the event was last year. One of our speakers, one of our keynote speakers, was Mark Marin Mm -hmm. uh, from the WTF podcast. Uh, he's been probably one of our biggest speakers we've had to date. And the cool thing with him was he was only a few months off of um, interviewing President Obama. So he was the first podcaster to ever interview the president. Yes. And it's kind of funny because Mark Maron records in his garage at his house in suburban Los Angeles. So he doesn't, you know, it's not a big studio or anything. and And the president and the whole caravan of Secret Service and everything just kind of set up in his neighborhood and recorded in his garage. And it made, you know, national headlines. And it was a really cool thing for podcasting regardless of any political leanings. Like, this was that was a big thing mm-hmm. for podcasting, a landmark thing.
0: Yeah, it was And huge. it was
1: really cool to have him at Podcast Movement. Now, he's a Hollywood guy. You know, we had to deal with agents and all of these things. So I didn't, anytime that happens, we, we have mixed results because we've had a number of large speakers who were dealing with uh, agents, and we don't really know what we're going to get. Sometimes they'll just show up, roll in, do their thing, and leave. Uh, so that's kind of what I always expect. Last year, Mark Maron's keynote was Sunday morning. It was kicking things off. Uh, Saturday night, the night before, we had a big uh, social event off-site that we had bussed everybody to, and midway through that Saturday night social event, and things were, people were having a good time and hanging out and eating, and hang, uh, you know there was like a bar there and stuff, and then Mark Maron just walks in and starts, you know, bellies up to the bar and starts talking to people and hanging out and just joins in and blends in as one of the crowd and that was really cool to see um really unexpected and he rode the rode the greyhound bus or whatever (laughs) it was back to the place just with everybody else and to me i was like wow here's this guy that i had to deal with this hollywood agent we're having to pay him a significant amount of money like he just got done talking to the president like he's at his peak of stardom hopefully going up and he has continued to progress but at the time like this he was the big dog yeah and the fact that it's That He seemed like this big thing, but he was just hanging out with people. People weren't hassling him. They respected him. And then the next day after his talk, same thing. Instead of kind of going through the back door and going back to his you know room or whatever, he was in the exhibit hall testing out microphones just like everybody else. And just that whole experience, it, it kind of goes to show what you were talking about, where this community is so awesome. Even the biggest stars in the community and the most successful people making the most money in podcasting are still just one of us. And that was really awesome to see. So that's kind of the coolest story I have.
0: Well, that's a pretty good one. So <laughs> thanks for sharing that. So yeah. so podcast movement started in 2014. And so you did 2014, 2015. This is year three. How has it grown? I've heard that it was only about 600 people, maybe the first time, which is, pretty darn good anyway. But yeah. tell, me how it's, tell me how it's grown and what you expect of the numbers of this year.
1: You know, when we started the Kickstarter campaign in January or February of 2014, we were thinking we might get 200, 250 people that first year. We had reserved a building in, uh, in rural suburban Dallas uh, or uh, kind of a suburb of Dallas. And we were thinking, oh, if we get to 300, that'll be awesome. And like you said, we did have uh, 600 people there. We had to change venues twice throughout the process because we just kept (laughs) growing and growing. So that was awesome. And then last year we had almost 1,100 people there. So we broke the 1,000 mark. So we basically uh, more or less doubled in size. And this year, coming up in Chicago, so 2016, our third year, we're going to get close to doubling again. It's hard to tell at this wow. point, but you know we're well in excess of where we were at our first year. We're almost to where we were at our second year in terms of registrations. And it's going to be a, a, a big thing. Um, But it's still, you know, I, I've been to 5,000-person events, and mm-hmm. it's not going to be that. And it's, uh, we try our best to keep it as organized and as kind of close-knit as possible. So it's grown, but that, to me, is a testament of, You know, the people that have come liked it so much. They come back and then bring a friend and they come back and then bring a friend. So it really is uh, awesome to see that growth because it shows me that we're doing something that people like.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so that's tremendous. And right in the community is it's big, but it's small in the general sense of like what we have in other media. So it's still growing. So to have you know, even 2000 people there with the same interest, or at least a common interest in podcasting is cool little place to be. And it's still probably going to feel relatively small when we all divide up and go to the different workshops. It will. Yeah. So now let's get to some fun stuff. So I know for me, like I said, like the podcast world still kind of new to me and there's so many out there. So I get lost in the sea of like, I never know whose show to watch. So I'll just randomly click on iTunes and go, Oh, they look like they might have something to say and I'll listen and and I found a lot of good shows that way. But you are in charge of kind of finding the top people to give the keynote speeches and other kind of reflective workshops. Uh, And then you're also in charge of like finding the people who maybe others don't know so much yet. And there are some names out there I didn't know. So can you tell me the range of people and who who you think we should be watching for?
1: Well, the range, I can easily explain the range because it's everything from really small time podcasters that probably neither you nor anyone else have heard of Uh, but they're doing some really awesome things that it's it's not because they're not doing good things that they're not heard of Uh, so we certainly you know if we find those diamonds in the rough so to speak we certainly want to have a forum for them to share their message but at the same time uh, people like seeing you know listening and learning from the people that are at the top as well Uh, so yeah so this year we've got a little bit of everything so kind of our biggest name is Kevin Smith, uh, mm-hmm. because he's uh, a popular podcaster, but he's also known as the director and actor for Jay and Silent Bob sure. and Dogma and Clerks and Rats and all these things. So he's I th- he's our biggest guest in the um, in the real world, so to speak, that we've ever had.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, in past years, we've had some people that are maybe bigger in podcasting, but he's it was cool because he's kind of a big real world person. So that yeah. was a cool thing for us. Uh, and then we have some really awesome podcasters that are probably actually bigger than him in the podcast world. Um, One of them is Alex Bloomberg. He's the guy who started Gimlet and has a startup podcast and uh, really popular there. A lady named Anna Sale, her podcast is Death, Sex, and Money. It's one of WNYC out of New York, one of their biggest shows. And it's really cool and really unique. Someone else from the WNYC NPR type realm is Glenn Washington. Uh, He has Snap Judgment which is really big on terrestrial radio as well as podcasting. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we have uh, Heaven and Tracy from Another Round, which is BuzzFeed's big podcast. And they were brand new last year, but they spoke at Podcast Movement. And it was a really good presentation. And they're really entertaining and really funny and kind of unfiltered. So they're very entertaining and they're going to have a great keynote. Um, And then, you know, those are the people that are going to start and end the event. Mm -hmm. But like I said earlier, there's about 80 sessions in between kind of the meat and potatoes. And that's really where, you know, a lot of cool things are happening. Like I said, those diamonds in the roughs, Uh, people can look at the website and they can see the listing of all the speakers and we're adding speakers all the time. Uh, But it's really just cool because there are so many options for people, and that's really what we want to do. You know, It's, it's tough to wrangle in and keep control over all these different moving pieces, mm-hmm. but the whole idea for the event is whether you're there as a brand new person, somebody who hasn't started yet, or somebody that's been doing it for 10 years, there's going to be sessions throughout both days that you're going to get value in. For, so for that reason, we have to have a bunch of moving parts. And yeah, the the hardest thing as the event organizer, though, is picking all of those because we put out a call for speakers every year and we get about 400 submissions this year for about, uh, really, we had about 25 open spots to fill at that point. So, um, you know, that's, that's the most exciting thing is the interest we have, but also the hardest thing to do is to whittle those down because ultimately we have friends that we can't, you know, we don't have a spot for. We have really great podcasters that we don't have a spot for oftentimes there's kind of a hot topic that we have 20 or 30 people want to speak on the same thing. So you've Mm got to pick one and how can you pick just one? So, you know, that's the that's the not so glamorous part about putting on events, one of the many not so glamorous parts. (laughs) But it's just really cool to be able to have this event where we're able to offer so much for so many different people.
0: Is there something that you're looking forward to most about this year's event?
1: You know, I I mentioned at the beginning that one of the newer groups that's going to be there this year are more of those podcast professionals, the people that work for some of these podcast companies, Um, not necessarily the people talking into the microphones, but all the support staff around those. And we've got a really good kind of what we're calling our industry track this year, where these are going to be sessions, not telling you how to talk into the microphone better or how to Edit your podcast better, you know, talking about equipment, but talking about the business around podcasting. And I think that's going to be really cool. There's a lot of new players in podcasting from Spotify to Pandora Mm -hmm. to Google Play. Um, Nielsen, who's done all the television and radio rate rankings and ratings for so long. They're now getting into podcasting. They're going to have people there leading sessions. NPR has an NPR One app that they've been gathering all this listening data from, and they're going to be releasing all that data at Podcast Movement. So a lot of these things that, while they're not your typical, you know, how to sound better in the in your audio, it's going to be really cool, interesting things for the community and the podcast industry as a whole. So because that's kind of an untapped area that we haven't been able to cover in the past, mm-hmm. but because of our, um, you know, people finding out and learning about us. Uh, the past few years. Now we'll have it this year. So me personally, that's what I'm excited about.
0: Yeah. And that is exciting stuff. I know I would be interested in all of that as well. So I'm looking forward to it. The more you talk about it, the more I'm like, oh, I can't can't wait to get there. So um, let's talk about how to get there. So- Where do people find tickets for podcast movement and what's the price range and what should they expect for that? Is it just going to these workshops? I know there's other things going on. So maybe you can tell us about that and about tickets.
1: Yeah. So the event itself, we're advertising it as three days. The core main part of the conference is July 7th and 8th. So that's a Thursday and Friday. Uh, But July 6th is when things are kind of getting kicked off. Now, july 6th we have a full day of optional workshops some of them are paid some of them are free and that's a cool thing because it is pretty quick after the fourth of july holiday and there are some people that maybe want to experience it but can't get a ticket or don't want to pay you know fully invest this year um so that wednesday is going to be a cool opportunity for people to get a little taste of podcast movement and go to some of these uh, pmx is one of them which is like ted talks 18 uh, minute short talks uh Back to back to back, so it's going to be oh. two full rooms going nonstop of just short presentations. A really fun atmosphere, laid back a little bit. Not a whole lot of taking notes and trying to network and all of that, but just kind of a easing into the full-on conference. And then that night we have something we debuted last year it was called the Academy of Podcasters Awards and Hall of Fame ceremony. So we thought like that it was silly for this industry to exist and be ten years old and have all these great things going on, and not have a real you know, Hall of Fame to honor the legends and the veterans Mm -hmm. who really laid the foundation and then to reward and recognize the people that are doing awesome things on a yearly basis. So we started that award ceremony last year and it worked out so well. This year, that's how we're kicking off our event. So Wednesday night is open to the public, free for everyone who wants to make it out. Um, Red carpet ceremony, award show, again, just kind of getting a taste of podcast movement. And then the conference itself kicks off Thursday and uh, morning and runs through Friday and there's basically going to be things going on all over the uh, the Hyatt Regency which is the venue mm-hmm. all day both days all over Chicago there's going to be all kinds of after parties early parties meetups
0: oh um, how fun
1: <laughs> yeah and everything in between so it's really just a fun get together and hang out uh, you know for two or three full days now. The the podcastmovement.com is really where you can find out about all this. You probably can tell there's a lot of moving parts and a lot of different things. Um, So it's just easiest for anyone who's interested to go to podcastmovement.com. You can find out about ticket prices. You can find out about the schedule. Learn more about those free events versus the, the actual paid conference. Now, one thing that will be available in the few months, not available now, is the uh, recordings, the virtual ticket that we call it.
0: Ah, yeah. Can you tell us about that?
1: Yeah. So uh, one thing that we recognized by all of these different sessions going on at once is most people will want to go to more than they can actually go to because there's a couple different sessions going on at once that they really want to see. Or, you know, they might have to take an extended lunch for a meeting and they can't make all the sessions, whatever it is anyone that's at the actual event will get copies of recordings of all 80 plus sessions. So we provide that virtual ticket on demand after the event to everyone who's there. Now we also have registration for that for people that can't make it for just a virtual ticket. And that's not available online right now. We're still working on some logistics of that. But that's something that in the coming months, people can go to podcastmovement.com and register for that for a you know, nominal fee basically just covering our cost of producing it, um, and it's a really cool way. We've had plenty of people about last two years that did that. And then they thought it was so cool that then they ended up the next year coming to the live event. So that's really something else that's pretty cool and going to be available for anyone who can't make it out.
0: Yeah, I was thinking as you were talking about that, that that would be a great way because I know a bunch of podcasters and we've all been conversing about it online and everything and some are making it and I'm going to meet up with them and some of them just can't make it. And I think that's a great way to kind of get a taste of it. You can see the breakout sessions from home and maybe join everybody next year after you kind of understand what it's all about. So Dan Franks, thanks so much for being with me here on the Coaching Through Chaos podcast. I, if you can't tell, I'm super excited about the conference. Look forward to meeting you there. And uh, I'll say good luck on everything that you are growing with this.
1: Thank you. A busy three months, but I'm excited to to do it and excited to uh, meet you there and very, uh, very happy to have been on the show today. Thank you. You're listening to Coaching Through Chaos, your host, Dr. Colleen Mullen, bringing you what you need
0: to succeed. I don't know about you, but that was a lot of fun for me. Dan has some great energy, and I'm certainly looking forward to the conference, if you can't tell. I think I got a little giddy there for a minute. I love going to places where everybody is there for a common interest. Along the way, I've been pretty much a fangirl at psych conferences. I just love meeting some of the big thinkers and innovative people in my field, and I'm certainly probably going to be a bit of a fangirl over at the podcast movement. You know, and of course, I'm also really looking forward to soaking up all the educational tidbits about podcasting because I still have so much to learn. For you out there who are not podcasters, hopefully you'll take away some inspiration from Dan's story about how they started the conference. You know, some people have so many great ideas out there and they just lack the confidence to think anyone would want to participate in something they come up with. And I say, hey, you know what? You never know until you try. So hopefully you'll go out there and try something you've been thinking about for a while. All right, now to get to today's iTunes review. So this one is by Quadfather MFT Podcast. Now, I know the Quadfather. He is my co-host of the upcoming new comedy podcast, Shrink to Shrink, where we talk all things psych about the movies. You can follow us on Twitter at Shrink to Shrink. It will definitely be a departure from what you get here at the Coaching Through Chaos podcast. Now getting to the review. Quadfather left his review for me back in July of 2015, long before we virtually met. And now we're all the online buddies. So Quadfather says, after listening to all of the Coaching Through Chaos episodes, I found that I learned something new about the topic being discussed, and I was directed about how and where we could learn more. Very interesting guests, great production elements, and very easy to listen to interviews. I can't wait for the next one. Well, thanks a lot, Quadfather, and for those interested, Quadfather and his buddy Swanee co-host the comedy podcast, The Quadcast. You can find them on iTunes in the comedy section, and if you want to hear your review on the air, just leave me one on iTunes. I definitely appreciate and enjoy reading your kind words. In an upcoming episode, we're going to talk all things narcissism, how to identify if you're in a relationship with one and how you can manage your emotions and improve your relationship with one. We also have upcoming episodes on how to stay Zen while online dating and some truly impactful stories of resiliency. Stay tuned for those. And remember, we launch a new podcast two times a month every other Tuesday. As always, I want to thank Dr. B for all that he does behind the scenes to keep the Coaching Through Chaos podcast running smoothly, and I want to thank BennettSullivan.com for my theme music. Now, if you're in the New York metropolitan area, you should go check out Bennett on the Broadway stage. He's a featured musician in the Steve Martin and Edie Burkell latest production of Bright Star. We're so proud to have Bennett as part of the Coaching Through Chaos family, and we want to give a shout out to the show. Go check it out. Now, if you want to follow me between episodes, you can shout out to me on Twitter. I'm at Dr. Colleen Mullen and on Facebook at Coaching Through Chaos. And remember, if you sign up for my mailing list at coachingthroughchaos.com, you'll get a free copy of my ebook. It's 100 Ways to Live a Happier, Healthier Life. Okay, that's it for me for now. I hope you have a fabulous week. And if you've got chaos in your life, I hope you're finding your way through it. Take care.